0: Good morning, you're listening to Saturday Morning Dads. My name's Sean. And I'm Mom. And today we're talking about Willy Wonka from 1971 with my mom, special guest, Deborah McDonald.
1: You can call me Deb.
0: How you doing?
1: I'm good.
0: How was your day, Mom?
1: It was good. I went mall walking this morning.
0: How many miles did you put in? Two. Two, nice. Just steady doing that two miles, huh?
1: Yeah, sticking on two miles.
0: That's awesome. That's great. You see any good movies lately?
1: Um, other than Willy Wonka. Yeah. Uh, what? The movie
0: theater is in the mall, so maybe I don't know.
1: Oh well, I did go see the new Raiders. Not Raiders. No, <laughs> I did. I did go see Guardians of the Galaxy the How other day. It? How was it? It was pretty cool. Our house, our electricity was off, so it was the first time I ever went to the movies by myself. And I really, truly enjoyed it and wished your dad was there so I could be elbowing him and laughing.
0: You know, I almost went, I don't know if I told you this, but I went to Guardians of the Galaxy on opening night by myself.
1: Did you, why didn't you call me?
0: I was just like, it was when we were in the old office and I drove by the Alamo on my way home. Uh And I didn't have anything to do that night. And I was kind of lonely. And I was like, I'll just go in here. And then I was like super early and I was walking around the Half Price bookstore and then I went in, and uh, there was just a bunch of, like, happy people in groups, and I was like, oh, I don't want to just see this movie by myself, so I left.
1: What? You didn't <sighs> stay? You did not stay for the movie?
0: I did not stay for the movie, and I could not get a refund, because <laughs> you, uh, you can't get refunds within, like, 24 hours. Well,
1: I enjoyed it immensely by myself. It was just me and one lady who had a seeing eye dog, and... um. We were both laughing out loud. It was How, hilarious. A uh,
0: seeing eye dog.
1: I, I know. I know. I tried to figure that out the whole time. It distracted me from the movie quite a bit.
0: Was the dog well behaved?
1: The, it did get up and ask for her popcorn quite a bit. I was sort of surprised. I expected it to be a lot more chill.
0: Uh, and I just found this out recently. You can't call it a seeing eye dog. Like, that's a trademark. By like the Seeing Eye Dog Company out of somewhere or another, and like they're the only people who train Seeing oh, Eye dogs. Oh, really?
1: Well, okay, I'm just assuming it was a yeah. Seeing Eye dog because it had the the type of holder that comes up on both sides.
0: And, and a Seeing Eye dog is forty grand.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yeah, you gotta really need one.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna complain about paying for my glasses anymore.
0: Yeah, good good call. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, so. Willy Wonka, we watched it. Yeah. How many times in your life have you seen Willy Wonka?
1: Um, okay, like I have been racking my brain trying to figure out when was the first time I saw this movie, and it's just like one of those movies that's always been around, like The Wizard of Oz.
0: Yeah, well, it came out significantly later than The Wizard of Oz.
1: Oh, well, right? it's just like but in my lifetime, that movie's always been around. Yeah. And I cannot remember the first time I watched it. Well,
0: hasn't it been, you would ever, ask hasn't me been that. around your entire lifetime? You're not that old. It came out when you were a child.
1: Yeah. Let's you, not go too deeply into that.
0: <laughs> but the, you, you were the target audience when this movie came out.
1: I was about the age of the kids in the movie.
0: Yeah. So t- did you like remember loving it? Did you watch it as a kid?
1: I saw it when I was a kid. And it's it was on TV free a lot when I was a kid. It was the kind of thing that would you would watch a few minutes one time and a few minutes. and. But honestly, Sean, that movie scared me. It was creepy.
0: It is, it is creepy. It was
1: very creepy. When I was a kid, I really remember being afraid of certain scenes I'll tell you about when they come up.
0: I remember being a kid and being scared of the movie, even being a little freaked out by it. And when I was going to watch it last night, I was like... Well, I'm an adult now. That that stuff will just seem silly. But no, it was like still pretty creepy.
1: It was so creepy. It was kind of like, I, I don't know. I love Gene Wilder. I think he played it perfectly. But he was kind of, I, I don't know. It's like a clown that you expect to be. Okay, it's a clown. I should be laughing. It's should be funny. And we're at a circus and we're having fun. But at the same time, it's like freaking you out, you know?
0: Yeah, clowns are pretty freaky. Uh, Gene Wilder, what yeah. what a talent!
1: Unbelievable.
0: What are some of your other favorite Gene Wilder movies?
1: Um, golly, that's hard to say. Blazing Saddles.
0: Oh, bla- love Blazing Saddles. Any
1: of those? Any of those Mel Brooks ones that are funny?
0: The Young Frankenstein. I,
1: that was perfect. Yeah, it
0: was a great movie. Anyway, Gene Wilder, national treasure.
1: He is, and supposedly he was a really sweet guy. That makes a difference to me.
0: So, um, I'll talk about it more in the scenes as they come up, mm-hmm. but one thing, like, he really made this movie. There are certain things that were his call. There were certain, um, scenes where the other actors didn't know he was going to do something. Oh, I think
1: I know what you're talking about. Like, there are
0: several scenes in the movie like yeah. that. Um...
1: But first, let me ask you, do you remember the first time you saw it?
0: I do remember the first time I saw it. I think I was in fourth grade, um, and I watched it at school. What? Yeah, we watched it. We read Willy Wonka at school. So it's really special to me and great that you're on to talk about this, because you read like pretty much all of Royal Doll's books to me when I was a kid. Yeah, Really shaped who I am as a person, reading all those books to me.
1: And, the, and it was a creepy book. So It was a creepy book. <laughs> I don't know what that says. <laughs> we already
0: did Matilda, so this is our second Royal Doll book movie adaptation on the, the show. Big fans of the Royal Doll books. I think out of all the Royal Doll movies, this is the best one. By far, Matilda's number two. Yeah. Um,
1: no, Matilda's number one.
0: You think the Matilda movie's better I than Willy Wonka? I love Matilda. Do you think the Matilda movie's better than Willy Wonka?
1: Well, it doesn't have the creep factor. Oh. And and it was funnier.
0: And Danny DeVito.
1: And Danny DeVito That's and this genera- Bull, Danny DeVito. I did Bull. Like, huh?
0: Danny DeVito is this generation's Gene Wilder. It's not an accurate statement. It's just a statement I said.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll just let that go. All right.
0: <laughs> um, you really got to stay closer to the mic, though. Oh. Um, but the uh, the creepy parts, I think, are what gives this charm. Makes it weird, (laughs) makes it unique, because Royal Doll's books were super creepy. Yeah. So.
1: Like, yeah, they were.
0: uh, And also, this movie, I had forgot how long the first half of it was. This movie is really just like two acts, two sections. Like, Charlie hoping he gets a golden ticket, and then going inside the factory and...
1: The first half was long, but I liked it. I didn't remember almost any of that. I mean, like, my memory comes in inside the factory. So I really enjoyed the first half.
0: Yeah, I feel like the scene, the famous scene where he does the cane trick in the somersault. Yeah. I really feel like that should. In my memory, that happened like five minutes into the movie, but it happened like 40 minutes. Into the
1: right. Movie. But there was some funny stuff in the first half. Like I yeah. love the school teacher. He was hilarious.
0: Yeah. The school teacher was hilarious. I did not get his jokes as a kid. I do not remember seeing him.
1: I did as a former fifth grade teacher.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I loved, I loved all the, um, um, there, there's a couple little cutaway scenes where it cut to people who were, Unrelated to the story, man, I wish I had taken better notes. Uh, just talking about the Wonka bars.
1: Okay, I like that computer, that giant computer. Yes. I loved that. You go in a room and there's this computer that's like the size of half a building. And I've always tried to tell you that's how my dad's computer was when I was a kid. yeah. Like when I went to his work, it literally was, and it just con-
0: has, and it just has six buttons. Yeah, and it's trying to predict where the next Wonka bar will be, uh-huh. and it's just like that. It, has, it, it doesn't mean it's, it's it's totally unrelated to the characters of the story, but it's just kind of. Painting this goofy world, you know?
1: Yeah, it was kind of cool. And it was hard to see tell where the world was. It was very undefined. Like, where is this? Britain? Where Where is it? Oh, you it's know? definitely
0: England. It was, it was Essex.
1: Okay. Well, I don't do I that.
0: don't know that for sure, but that's what I assume Essex uh, I'm, looks I'm like. Not, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to die on that hill.
1: But it did set up the kids and what the characters were like.
0: It was definitely a town where everything and every person has a light layer of coal dust on them.
1: Just kind of grimy. Yeah. Well, it really, it was hard to tell what era it was in or what century it was, other than the fact that they watched TV and they had cars, but they also seemed to be back in Victorian England in some ways. (laughs)
0: Like, uh, Charlie is definitely a uh, Dickensian character. Like a please sir, may I have please some more sir. type character. May I have All right, a let's get in, ticket? Let's get into the story. Okay. So how's it start?
1: Um. Oh, geez. I didn't know you were going to put me on the spot.
0: I know. I told <laughs> you I would, but I'm having a hard time remembering exactly. Oh, uh, Charlie. Charlie's outside. Charlie is um doing a paper route, and it's his first. Yeah. It's his first payday, and he's asking his boss for his penny he gets one little penny for doing his pay paper route.
1: Oh, and he buys a loaf of bread for the family.
0: Uh, yeah, and everybody's all excited because they're going to feast. And, of course, there's the four grandparents in the one bed.
1: The, okay, and my thing is there's one bed. The whole, It's like a ho- hovel, a shack. A one-room and shack. There's one bed in the middle with four grandparents, two on the head and two on the foot. And they haven't gotten out of bed in 20 years
0: and also they're not they must have got in that bed pretty early like pretty young in life
1: I, that's what i thought they weren't that old
0: unless like in the book they were a hundred
1: they're not let's say charlie's 10 and let's say that makes his mom like 30 they gotta they gotta be in their 60s at the latest yeah they've they just old. been laying in bed for, for 40 years while the mom is washing rags and Charlie is outside selling newspapers,
0: and, and also they they're, they never say what's going on with the dad. In he's dead. Well, in the book he he's
1: alive. I don't remember the book part.
0: Or maybe I'm conflating the book with the uh, Willy with the uh, Johnny Depp Willy Wonka.
1: Don't even think about that one.
0: Okay, I won't.
1: We don't know about the dad. We assume he's dead.
0: Probably died in a coal mining accident.
1: Can I just make a little side note here? I I don't know if I've told you this, but I worked in a nursing home. And I I went out for a couple of years when I was a teenager. And and I worked with bedridden people. It's 20 years in bed is not going to be a pretty sight. I mean, they're going to have bed sores. It's going to smell. I mean... I hate to bring all this up, but this is not... This is grim. This is very grim. Well, it's a royal book. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying this... Okay. We'll suspend their... Uh, suspend we, disbelief. Dis, is it sus- suspend?
0: Suspend... Yes, this will definitely... Suspend sus- belief. Th- they d- no, disbelief. Su- You're disbelieving their reality.
1: Okay. I'm uh, just saying I could smell that room. Let's just...
0: There is a... a scene where Charlie's rooting around under the the bed for, for slippers for slippers, and there's a bedpan.
1: Yes, yeah. so I mean, like they're really bedridden, they're and I'm bringing that up because later on, that's a valid point that needs to be brought up.
0: Oh yeah, that's 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 one of the main talking points of this movie.
1: And and their clothes are all dirty. Did you notice? This grandpa's gown was dirty.
0: Yes, because well, all they eat is soup. And it's hard to eat soup soup. in bed.
1: But the grandpa still smokes.
0: He smokes one pipe a day.
1: Yeah, but they're living on cabbage soup and he can afford tobacco. But anyway, i just not that big a fan of Grandpa Joe, as you would think I would be. But uh, we'll get into why later.
0: Grandpa Joe is a problematic father figure. But you know what? He's there. He's trying. He loves that boy.
1: He's not trying too damn hard if he's been in bed 20 years. I think Grandpa
0: Joe represents... A um the desire to have fun and the desire the childlike um like like little kids, kids Charlie's age, all they want to do is have fun. And no responsibility. Let's just play and never grow up. And then that and Grandpa Joe is what happens when you do that. That's what you grew up to. And it's it's that's that's what I think that's Grandpa Grandpa Joe is an example of what not to do and that you do have to be responsible and you do have to grow up and you do have to be mature.
1: Now that you're bringing that up, this is one thing I thought throughout the movie was that this was such a missed opportunity for me as a mom because I did not realize at the time like when you and Colin were young that this was, like, such a good movie. It was all about uh consequences for poor behavior. Yeah. And it was all about, like, these kids not being having manners, and, and then they would nearly get killed by a serial killer for it. And I was like, I should have been using this with Sean and Colin when they were growing up, you know, as a scare tactic.
0: Yeah, you should have. You, yeah. had plenty, you had plenty of other scare tactics. Don't worry. You did You did fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Charlie finds out that there's a golden prize ticket thing while he's out on the town. He finds out um, that you could win a trip to see Willy Wonka's factory. and
1: There's only five tickets.
0: There's only five golden tickets. And then we... Let's just fast forward the next 40 minutes wait, of movies. the
1: whole, Wait, th- there's a little more important stuff that and the, that has to be said about this section. First off, the entire world, it's on the news, the entire world, and the only thing they're being offered is a lifetime supply of chocolate.
0: And a tour of the factory.
1: And a tour, and but I mean like, the world is factory. going insane The entire world is going insane over a lifetime supply of chocolate. I mean, and then they introduce all the other characters, which are interesting. But I'm like, what other company, like in our day and time, what would you, is there any company?
0: The closest thing to a real life Willy Wonka is Elon Musk.
1: I was thinking Disney World.
0: Disney World doesn't have the figurehead. Yeah. Like, like, Willy Wonka is a larger-than-life person. If I could get a lifetime supply of Teslas, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: but I just don't. I mean, then the world was going berserk. It was like the world,
0: the world was going berserk. And you know what? I'm seeing a little bit of that in my world right now. Because I, I probably have told you this in passing before, but I'm going to tell you right now. I'm a big fan of Magic: The Gathering. And they're doing a special Lord of the Rings set that comes out in a few days. They are? Yes. Lord I,
1: of, <laughs> I haven't heard that 10 times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but they have a card, and there's only one card. It's a special one of one, the Ring card.
1: Uh huh.
0: With special, it's written in an ancient abysmal, abyssal, abyssal language or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's written some ancient in, language. Some ancient language that Tolkien made up. So it's not that age. Oh, that but language! And it's all like this fancy foil, and there's only one of them available. And the my world is going crazy about this. Like every day, somebody's offering more more money for whoever finds it. I think uh, the, last, the highest I saw was yesterday. Uh, a company in Spain is offering like a free trip to Spain, put you up in a nice hotel, take you out on the town in Spain, and two million dollars. What? Yes.
1: All right. So okay. So maybe it's not as far fetched as I think it is. The
0: magic world, but that's not the whole rest of the world. But there's, but it's going to go for more than that. The smart thing to do, I bet if you if you got it, you should sell it at auction. I bet you get ten million. Anyway, but um, these Willy Wonka tickets. Willy Wonka is a celebrity. He is like. Beyond just his product, Willy, the, the Willy Wonka is looked to as a genius leader of men, you know, the same way Elon Musk was in 2016. Where did you
1: pick that up?
0: By the way, Grandpa Joe and talked about it and... The The fact that all of his candy bars have his name on it and yeah, stuff. and yeah. It, it's him. It's his personality that's telling it.
1: Oh, I thought maybe it said it in the book. It implied it in the movie for sure, but I yeah. thought, yeah.
0: So, anyway, uh, they introduced all the kids. Which which kid is your favorite kid?
1: Well, I thought Veruca, is that, is that her name, Veruca?
0: Yeah, the... The Brat. the veruca salt. I
1: want it. I want it now. I want it now, Daddy. Yeah. And like she, he had a whole factory full of people and she, uh, opening candy bars. And she was wearing a mink coat when she went in. But I, I just l- thought that little girl was a great actress. Like she had a dance song and dance number with the Oompa Loompa guys, mm. and she was really good. She yeah, was just she was so good. good. I mean, I thought all the children were really good actors in it, but I thought she was a standout.
0: She was a standout.
1: And she was such a brat that it's my theory that Veruca has nobody's ever named their daughter Veruca again. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I know Charlie. Shout out to my friend Charlie. Um, (laughs) Then there's... uh, There's the TV boy who likes Westerns and has a very enablist mother. Uh Uh-huh. It's almost really her who learns that lesson.
1: Well, all the parents, like... All the parents were, yeah. Yeah, all the parents are responsible.
0: Uh, There's the fat little German boy, um, Galustus Gloop. Nobody names their kids Galustus either. I thought
1: it was... Is it Galustus?
0: Yeah, Galustus. Okay, Nobody, Veruca Glustus two names stricken from the record.
1: What was the cowboy kid's name?
0: I don't know. Timmy?
1: Okay. I don't know. We'll go with that.
0: Um, then there was um, the-
1: Blueberry Girl.
0: Blueberry Girl, the gum chewing girl. And um, her dad was the annoying used car salesman who- Yeah. I liked him a lot. He was cool.
1: 'Cause you've had to do that job, you know. You oh, yeah. you could empathize with him.
0: Yes. I, I empathize, borderline respect. He, he, was, <laughs> he was about his hustle. And then so we got we got fat German, spoiled girl, bubblegum girl, T V boy, and Charlie. They win the five.
1: Oh, uh, what was it? He didn't really have a bad thing.
0: Who, Charlie? Yeah. No, of course not. He was a vice. He was impoverished and you know, grown up poor, built character. Yeah. That's that's the story of all royal doll books, just about. Yeah. Um. Now he uh, so he wins the last golden ticket, and he had only bought three chocolate bars, and all these other people bought cases and cases.
1: Wait, I want to say one thing though, because this kind of got to me, because I'm on a Grandpa Joe anti Grandpa Joe thing. First, Charlie, how does he get his first ticket? He goes in and he buys it. And and there's that's when they sing the candyman song, all the kids are in the candy store. Oh yeah. And if you had gone into a store with a candy man just throwing candy at you, I would've I wouldn't have let you go in that store. It was weird. That was weird. Okay. But then there was a a day he came home after working at school all day and doing the grind of the paper and all of that. And he comes home and Grandpa Joe, who's been laying in bed for twenty years Says, "Come here, Charlie," and he pulls a candy bar out from under his butt, literally well, out see, from this, under his butt.
0: Because Charlie the night before had given him money to buy tobacco.
1: How did how did Grandpa Joe get out of bed and secret a candy bar under his? That's butt? what I want to know. That that he
0: used the tobacco money to buy a candy bar. How?
1: And he set up in bed. And did you notice he he pulled it out? where it would have probably been really bad under there if he had been laying there for 20 years. How did he get it?
0: I don't know. Just just suspension of disbelief.
1: I I think it's just one of those things we're supposed to... um,
0: Maybe he's secretly big and going out for strolls when everybody else is asleep.
1: Yeah, there's something going on with Grandpa Joe. And
0: he really builds up Charlie's hope that maybe he's going to get it because he wants it. He, He deserves it because he wants it.
1: And then when he does get it, what does Grandpa Joe do?
0: Well, first, well, first he doesn't get it that time, and Charlie says a heartbreaking line, and I—that's the kind of thing sweet little kids say. He said, "It's okay. I bet the golden ticket makes the chocolate taste bad anyway." Aww. And just that, a sad little kid looking on the bright side breaks my heart every time.
1: Aww. that reminds me of max
0: yes it does remind me of max that's exactly what max would have said except he's not
1: sad very often
0: no he's not no um
1: but yeah charlie's so sweet you really want him to win
0: yeah um and then he does
1: yeah after somebody else fakes one and he thinks and, and he
0: thinks the craze is over yeah he finds a coin a shilling and a gutter
1: he to dig in the gutter.
0: Digs it out of the gutter and goes and buys a, a Wonka bar. And he gets the golden ticket.
1: Takes it home to the four bedridden against, grandparents.
0: Against all odds. I was totally not expecting that to happen at all in the movie called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's not like the movie's called Charlie Stays Home.
1: Well, wait. Well, you know what we forgot to mention? What's that bad guy's name?
0: Oh, yeah, the guy who wants the everlasting gobstopper. Every
1: single, like, at the beginning, they show every single kid find their thing, Mm -hmm. and that guy just happens to be there.
0: Yes. Right there, as soon as
1: they find the ticket. What's his name? Dang. It'll come to me. The bad guy. The bad guy, yeah. Slugworth or something.
0: Yeah, Slugworth, yeah.
1: And every single time a kid gets a ticket, he's standing behind... Them somewhere saying, uh, if you get me the gobstopper recipe, I'll make sure your family well, lives you don't in luxury. Know, you don't
0: know that's what he's saying.
1: Well, he's just we,
0: whispering to them. But when he gets to Charlie, that's what he tells Charlie. My theory is that... I think that, he wants
1: that gobstopper.
0: My theory is that he tells each child what they want the most in the world. And oh, that's just what be. Charlie wants the most in the world.
1: But, okay, here. Here's but how the does
0: thing. he know what Charlie wants the most in the world when it's just impactful that Charlie gives up making his family live in comfort when he does the right thing at the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah,
1: but also, how does he happen to be right there? I kept wondering how 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 this is so random, and the entire world's looking. How's this guy well, with Johnny we, we on we the spot? It, we
0: put it together at the end. We figured out at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. So now, now Charlie's going to go into the factory, right? Mm-hmm
1: best scene in the movie. That's best. the only one that I, I vividly remembered. Well, other than the boat ride, but go ahead.
0: There's a whole bunch of people gather around the gates of the factory, a whole big brass band out there playing, and everybody's waiting, and finally the doors to the factory open, and out walking towards the gate comes a crippled Willy Wonka slowly making his way down a carpet with his cane.
1: And the crowd, a hush comes over the crowd.
0: And then his cane gets stuck in the cobblestone, and he stumbles, does a cool somersault, and jumps up, and hooray! Woo! Here's a cool thing. Here's some research I did. When Gene Wilder read the script, he said, I want to do this scene. When I come out of the factory, i want to do it like this. He He's uh-huh. the one who came up with the whole walk slowly and then do the somersault and hooray, because he wanted to establish from the very beginning of his character being on screen that you just couldn't trust him.
1: Yeah. You don't know where he's coming from.
0: And And it was
1: effective. So
0: he said he would only do the movie if he could do that little trick at the beginning.
1: That's so cool. And it was effective. And at that time, I don't believe he was a huge big star. So they, they really wanted him because he just is Willy Wonka. Yeah. But Raoul Dahl wanted somebody else and he was not happy about it. Really? Yeah. He wanted Peter Sellers, or I don't remember. Is that some British actor we've never heard of because he didn't get to be Willy Wonka? Yeah. But he wanted him. And, and from that moment on, he didn't want anything to do with that movie.
0: Really? Yeah. One of the it, was, movie it was almost ever.
1: petty. Anyway.
0: Oh, well. Well, then, uh, yeah, the kids go in. And uh, the, oh, great scene. They go in a room, and the room gets all tight and small on them. But then they gotta go back out the door they came in, but it's a whole nother room. Oh, what a fun house! It's crazy. We quickly learned that all the parents are annoying and stupid. Yeah. Um, all the children are even more annoying and stupid, um, except for Uncle Joe and her Grandpa Joe and and uh, Freddie. What's the guy's name? Willie.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. How can I ever go Willie and Willy Wonka? Okay. So, uh, anyway, big, (laughs) big, big iconic scene. They open up this door to a land of imagination where everything's made out of candy. And there's a river of chocolate flowing through it. And all the kids are going crazy eating popsicle flowers. and It's just amazing. And I just, Uh I was such a fat little kid. And I remember vividly. You, You
1: were not a fat little kid. But anyway, go ahead.
0: I was a pudgy little kid.
1: No, you would go out and then up. Out and then up.
0: Well, I was on one of my out phases when I saw
1: this.
0: <laughs> and I was uh just so enamored with like why does it, why don't they just make this real? Like why isn't this place just a real place? A
1: chocolate river.
0: Like why why can they not just be this candy land? Like
1: and I did read that one of the things that they did was they did not show any of the actors that room first so that when they opened the door and they saw it their reactions would be genuine.
0: Yes. I and read that too. Yes. That is so clever because We must have read the same
1: Wikipedia article. In the kids
0: <laughs> in the kids' faces, you really see it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They were excited to go eat that candy. The the, the,
0: the grown ups' faces were probably like, whoa, well, oh, I guess their budget might have been bigger than I thought. I wonder why they didn't pay me more. Um, but the kids were just really like,
1: whoa.
0: And they run out there and they're so excited. And then they had um, the chocolate river is real chocolate river. Did you read that?
1: You yeah, that? but it, it curdled.
0: Yeah, because it had real cream in it. And so it started getting <laughs> real stinky and turned red and gross. Um so they had to like film that quick uh and then they had a but man i remember the mom eating the cream out of the mushroom cap uh-huh. i being like that's what i'd go after i want to eat those cream mushrooms gross oh, okay what <laughs> what candy what candy plant in that wonderful magical world would you go after first
1: something chocolate i probably would have gone to the chocolate river
0: like the lustus.
1: The curdled river.
0: G- brings us nicely to our next uh, plot point. Uh, the fat German kid falls in the river.
1: And gets sucked up a tube.
0: Sucked up a tube.
1: And his, you know what I think is so funny is whenever the kids... Oh. You know what gets me is all the kids, whatever their vice is, he's already got a trap for them. Yes. I feel like he's like he's so scary and creepy. You're not really bringing out the Gene Wilder creep factor to this. Like,
0: he's so weird. Well, I was just about to say, when he falls in, uh, somebody's like, hurry up, do something. He just goes, help, help. Like, so sarcastic. And he even said murder. Yeah.
1: I know, he's, he, to me, he reminds me of like a crazed, crazy clown. I think I already said that, but it's like, you just don't you're you're creeped out and you don't know why
0: he could not care less that bad things are happening to these children he is just so upset with how it's contaminating his river
1: and it's almost like he set them up to kill him or something you never see him really after that that's, that's the other thing
0: like how are you gonna be mad at a fat little kid for going crazy in a beautiful chocolate land?
1: Would you expect you told him to factory? go eat stuff? He
0: he tried to win a golden ticket to win a go- a lifetime supply of chocolate.
1: Right, and I guess Not maybe I watched too of many treadmills. I watched too many true crime podcasts, but I just kept thinking serial killer.
0: Well, he didn't. He didn't get killed. He um.
1: We don't know that.
0: Oh, we're well, yeah, maybe we don't. I guess we don't know that. We
1: never saw him again.
0: We never, yeah, that's
1: true. Um, so which was the next kid? I don't remember the well, order. Well, next
0: we got the super creepy part, the boat ride.
1: Oh, that was terrible. Oh, and the Oompa Loompas came out.
0: Oh, the Oompa Loompas. So the Oompa Loompas sing a little song. I like the Oompa Loompas. The Oompa Loompas sing a little song about being a glutton and uh, don't be a little fat boy. That's uh, basically what they say. In- Can I
1: tell you one thing I do remember? So they sing Oompa Loompa. Dippity-doo. Okay, that's what I always thought. Dippity-doo. Oompa-loompa, dippity-doo. Well, they don't say dippity-doo. They say something else.
0: And they say doopity-doo.
1: Doopity-doo. But when I was a kid, my mom was a hairdresser, and there was a product that she always used on people's hair to make it stiff mm-hmm. called dippity-doo. Yeah, and I thought they were saying oompa loompa dippity doo, and they all had their hair stiff and up. (laughs) I just thought that. I just, it was just something I accepted as a fact when I was growing up.
0: Well, they did have, they did have pretty big hair. Um, Yeah, so they do a little choreography, they do a little dance, they sing like, hey, if you're going to be a fat little kid, bad things are going to happen. And they they do this for every kid as they meet their demise. Um, (laughs) So then they get on a boat.
1: It was terrifying.
0: Yes. So that's another surprise. The the actors did not know Gene Wilder was going to start singing.
1: In a real creepy, scary way.
0: And um, the two adult dads, the car salesman and um, the... Nut guy who freaked his dad, mm-hmm. they were both like worried and thought Gene Wilder was having a psychotic breakdown or something. I
1: think he could have been
0: yeah they it was planned
1: it was valid,
0: yeah um yeah they the kids were like genuinely freaked out. They did not know he was gonna do that.
1: I was freaked out. I remember thinking <laughs> that was terrifying the first few times I saw it.
0: It was terrifying last night when I watched it. it was. It was beautifully done, though.
1: It was very well done, but it was just like they were going through all this chaos and scary stuff. There was like a, a worm going over someone's face, and there were like they were flashing up these like horrible images. I try; I was gonna try and remember what they were, but I don't. And then he's just calmly singing this weird little song. There's no way of knowing. Okay, that's so creepy. Don't ever do that again.
0: Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that seems a lot of fun. Um, and then, and then, then who's next? Is it the golden goose?
1: Is it or the girl, the bubble l- the bl- girl? The
0: blueberry. Oh, yeah. They see all the inventions. This is They see all the inventions, and it's like his invention laboratory.
1: Oh, yeah. It's the TV boy.
0: No, no. It's before the TV boy. Uh, so and they get the Gobstoppers, and uh-huh. he gives each one of the kids a Gobstopper, and um, he uh, says that like you know a kid could have a candy for the rest of their life for only a penny, you know. And uh, and in and in there they have a piece of chocolate that tastes like a three course meal, and the or a piece of gum that tastes like a three course meal, and the gum girl chews it. And then, like the the first course, though it tastes just like soup, oh, it tastes tomato just like roast, soup. roast chicken. I would go for some savory gum. I Me gotta too. say, this sounds so. If I could get tomato, basil, a little bit of thyme and rosemary in there, tomato soup gum that like continuously tasted like tomato soup, I would love that so much.
1: Uh, no, thank you.
0: If I could get a, a piece of gum that was equivalent to eating at medieval times.
1: That's your favorite meal? You don't say eating at my mom's house?
0: <laughs> oh, well, there's no knights jousting. How many... Okay. How many royal members... Nice
1: save. Nice save.
0: They, okay. have, they have tomato soup and roast chicken at medieval times.
1: Well, that is what that, they serve. And
0: that's what she said she tasted. You don't make tomato soup and rosemary. And then
1: what happens? She eats that and
0: and then the final course is blueberry oh, yeah, pie. Yeah, 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 yeah And yeah. it blows her up big like a blueberry. And Wonka's just like it's always the dessert. Gets some every time.
1: And like she's gigantic, like a giant one of those a giant beach ball with just she, her little she hands completely and feet. Spherical. And when I was reading about the show, that they, they said that they called a lunch while she was in that outfit. Oh no! Yeah, somebody had to feed her. <laughs> oh,
0: man, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, and then I love, I love the bit where Wonka's talking about how they got to juice her, and it's um, <laughs> like, oh no, we got to do it fast uh, before she pops, mm. and like, yes, yeah, so that was great. So they're gonna. And go you never her. see her again. And then this is the dumbest part of the movie, and also a part I like. The Oompa Loompas come out and they sing a song. Just about what a bad habit is to chew gum.
1: But, you know, like when I was a kid, I got spanked in school for chewing gum. I literally got spanked. It it used to be a thing. Really? I don't know that it was that terrible, but like I can remember if you chewed gum in school, you would get spanked. And I got spanked by Miss Blake, my first grade teacher.
0: Well, I, well, that, okay. I guess times have changed.
1: Yeah. Now everybody, you can just spit it on the sidewalk wherever you go.
0: Yeah. But I just think there's just such a contrast between the first one is a kid dies from gluttony because, you know, gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins. I did
1: think about that. I was trying to figure out if they each represented a sin, but I couldn't make it work.
0: You know, they kind of do each
1: represent
0: represent a sin
1: or a vice
0: except for the gum girl. That's just chewing gum.
1: Chewing gum back. Because cause,
0: cause, uh, Veruca Salt is greed, and the little kid is vanity. What
1: kid's vanity?
0: The the TV kid. He wants to be on TV.
1: Oh. Well, what about the fact that the gum girl was always on the trying to talk into the TV to her friend that's always wants to have gum in her mouth longer than her and saying, Look, I got you beat. Look at me. Look at me. Maybe that's so pride. Maybe
0: that's maybe that's pride, but is that what? But the pride has nothing to do with turning into a blueberry.
1: She was always bragging. And, and nah, Oompa- I don't know. I can't make. I can't twist that into
0: the Oompa Loompas weren't singing about pride. The Oompa Loompas were singing about bubble gum. Bubble gum. <laughs> don't you gum. <laughs> They're like, what do you get when you spit? Out gum, chewing gum is gross and gross, nasty stuff.
1: You should have been a singer, honey.
0: No, um, I know my I know my lane. Uh, but yeah, they're Oompa Loompas sing a whole song about how you shouldn't chew gum, and that is the part of the movie that aged the worst.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although I do remember the whipping I got. So
0: yeah. Well. When 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 did it become socially acceptable to chew bubble gum?
1: I'm not saying it was It's just like, I guess. You get...
0: couldn't chew it in school, but could you chew it in your leisure time? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. It just seems so
0: weird. Anyway, it also, like, the gluttony thing seems weird because it's a chocolate. It's chocolate makers telling kids not to eat candy. Yeah. Just, you know.
1: And they're offering a lifetime supply and the whole world goes insane. Yeah. And they're like. Like they think that's oh, bad. Don't
0: don't be a fat little German boy.
1: I'm wondering if there's like crack or meth in his chocolate. Something.
0: Hmm. Maybe some fentanyl.
1: Something. Hmm. Maybe.
0: I know that they used to make uh put cocaine in chocolate a long time ago. Coca Cola. Uh, yeah. Um
1: Coca? Cocaine?
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> All right, and so then they go to, uh, I think, TV Boy is next. No, no, TV Boy is last. Was it's he? Veruca. It's Veruca next. No, oh. Because he's there when Veruca goes down the chute.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I remember.
0: So Veruca is the greedy little girl with the mink coat. Her dad had his whole peanut factory switch from shelling peanuts to shelling Wonka bars to find her ticket. And they found it. And she goes into this room, and it's a really cool room. Willy Wonka has geese that lay chocolate golden eggs. And they're huge. And there's some special effects going on, some like forced percept, or what do you call it? Um, there's something going on to make these geese look huge. And they do a really well job of it. And I, when I was watching it last night, I kind of took note of it because I was like, Oh, yeah, those geese aren't just puppets or CGI because, like, CGI didn't exist. And, like, they're too good to be puppets. There's just, like, some forced perspective going on here to make it look like there's a giant geese.
1: This is so weird because I watched this this morning and I don't even have a memory of those big geese.
0: They don't even make them that, they don't make them outlandishly big.
1: I just don't even remember that. I I I, I must my mind must have wandered
0: I mean, they do it so... It's done so well, it just looks like real geese that are happen to be larger.
1: Well, I'm probably not going to go back and rewind just to find that, but... No. Um, and then...
0: Yeah, but they lay golden eggs.
1: And she wants one.
0: It wasn't clear to me if the golden eggs are chocolate eggs wrapped in gold, or if they're actually solid gold.
1: Good, good. A- anyway. It wouldn't even matter if they were... T- uh, chocolate because everybody's going crazy over chocolate the, on the whole
0: globe. <laughs> it's worth its weight in gold. I think people, way.
1: yeah, I think people were going insane over that chocolate like it was solid gold.
0: So, um, but I love the little bit where Willy Wonka says uh, is like, you know, um, I need them to on double up their production in time for Easter. Easter's coming up, and somebody's like, it's May and he's mm-hmm. like Shh, don't tell them i need them to hurry. <laughs> I thought that was a good little tidbit.
1: Um
0: and then what happens?
1: Well, she she what how did they how did he dispose of her? Well, she starts leaving well, the cats must have hopped on me or something cuz for some reason I'm blanking on this part.
0: Well, she starts Going, doing the whole "I want it, I want it now," yeah, and Daddy, give me a golden goose, and that, and the dad tries to buy a goose from Wonka, and he's like, "No, they're not for sale. I'm not going to." She sings a whole song. It's a great song. This the song-,
1: song and dance. You're you you are not. You're minimizing it. It was with the Oompa Loompas. It was fantastic. Oompa was-
0: Loompas weren't in it.
1: Yeah, they came out at the end, and she Uh, actually, at uh, the end of it.
0: And the little
1: girl actress was awesome.
0: So, yeah, she did a great song and dance, but I don't know how to reenact it. (laughs) uh, Well, maybe
1: you could work on that for me. Okay.
0: (laughs) 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 But, yeah, she she nails her song and dance. The point of it is that um, whatever she wants, she gets just because she's so cool. Yeah, and um, she's greedy. And then and how did
1: they kill her? I forgot how well, they killed her.
0: Well, the so whenever one of the geese laid an egg, the egg went down a little contraption, a little Rube Goldberg machine, and landed on a pillow, the, and a little meter would either say good or oh, bad.
1: Oh, yeah. And at the
0: end of her, um, uh, and if they go bad, they just fall straight down, and uh, when she jumps up on there at the climax of her song, it goes to bed, and she falls down. And
1: then her dad jumps on it, and it goes to bed.
0: Yeah, and then Charlie asks Willy Wonka. Are I, they dead? Are they dead? And they said, he said, no, they're going to the trash. And, you know, the incinerator for that trash doesn't go until, Every other tom- day. until tomorrow. So they've got a fighting chance.
1: So, yeah. So
0: Willy Wonka's killed another child.
1: Uh-huh. Never to be seen again.
0: Yes, never to be seen again. And now next, you got
1: TV boy and Charlie.
0: TV boy and Charlie. Next, we go to the TV room, but on our way to the TV room, we stop by the fizzy lifting soda room.
1: Oh yes. Now this was kind of weird. It was out. Of, this is where Grandpa Joe was a bad influence.
0: Grandpa Joe was a bad influence. Uh, he convinced Charlie. It didn't take much convincing, I'll say.
1: Probably because he too much of a blind fight. trusted Grandpa Joe. Oh, he-
0: speaking of blind, Grandpa Joe's blind. The actor playing Grandpa Joe. What? How's he blind? He could barely see, and they had to like stand off screen and hold a red light for him to look at the red light to see where he should look at.
1: Wow, that seems like a lot of work, but he was perfect for the part. He was really good.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, um, he, um, he, he was perfect. So they drink the fizzy lifting soda. Uh, Willy Wonka had warned them not to. It wasn't ready. It was too strong.
1: They and they started floating up started to floating. the ceiling. And there's a fan going. And mm. they were just going to be chopped up and, and killed in the fan. There was no one there to save them. Nothing saved them other than the fact that Grandpa Joe belched and realized as he belched, he would start going lower. So they started doing what sounded like genuinely disgusting belches. Moist. Moist, genuine, almost like they were about to vomit belches. And then they went back down to the ground. And otherwise, they would just be in chopped up.
0: Which would have been probably a nicer fate than the people who fell into the trash compactor and have to go in the incinerator.
1: Imagine um, when you were a kid, if I would have read that book to you and then just said, and they got chopped up. The end. The
0: end. Oh well you want to learn you want to learn a story that way. You would, I used you to do that every now and then,
1: just when it would get to a bad part in a book. Do you remember that? I'd <laughs> yes. go, man, that's the end. The yeah, <laughs> Um
0: so yeah, then they go to the TV room and the TV they have this great big camera and it's designed to zap a huge giant Willy Wonka bar into a normal sized Willy Wonka bar in your TV that you can eat. It's called Wonka Vision. I Wish they would invent this technology, because it seems like the fees would be less than DoorDash.
1: Yeah, but everything's miniature. I just thought, why would you go to so much trouble to make your bar teensy-weensy?
0: Well, it was a normal-sized bar.
1: But then they zapped it into the TV and made it teensy-weensy. No, it was a giant bar. It was like a
0: six-foot bar. And Wait. Then, then it became normal on the TV screen.
1: Yeah, but you got this beautiful giant bar of chocolate and then it goes through this whole computer thing and all the, there's all these dots in the air and it goes down and it's a tiny little bar.
0: Well, maybe if you bought a bigger TV.
1: Yeah, I just thought they could have made it bigger, but anyway.
0: The giant bar wouldn't fit in a little TV.
1: Yeah, I just, as crazy as everybody is about that chocolate, I don't know why they'd want to lose any of it.
0: When I'm watching, you know, NBC News in the morning. I'm watching Good Morning America. Al Roker is like two, But on my TV screen, he's like 5 inches tall.
1: Oh, thanks for explaining that. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I think he's a little bigger. You got that giant TV now, but yeah. <laughs> um,
0: uh, anyway, the little kid wants to do this. He wants to be on TV.
1: His dream, it's his
0: dream, and the Oompa Loompas flip the switch for him. They're like, Sure, why not? Yeah, here we go. Now, it's- this is the one kid we know for sure doesn't die because he does show up and he's small, he's super happy to be on TV. His mom's like, Oh no, what I'm gonna do. Uh, Wooly Walker tells her to take him, tells the tells Oompa Loompas after they sing their song, of course, they sing a great song for this little kid. Um, and then they tell he tells He tells them. To take her to the taffy room to be stretched out. So at least he doesn't die. He's just probably misconfigured.
1: He, he's just on one of those medieval stretching boards. Yes. Getting stretched out from one inch to five feet. Yep.
0: Um. There are,
1: then, he kills them all.
0: And then just unceremoniously, <gasps> Willy Wonka's like goodbye.
1: I got to say something, though. Before that, the Oompa Loompa song after that kid, I thought was really good because it was all about adults. It's the parents. It was all about, I can't remember how it goes, but it's like, the it's all the parents, the parents' fault, <laughs> yeah. something like that. It didn't sound anything like that, but it was the same meaning.
0: So when you let your kid, yeah, and watching too much TV and the parents' fault, Uh, And then so Willy Wonka is just like, all right, the end of the tour. Goodbye, Charlie. Goodbye. Leave.
1: And Charlie's like, what? Oh, Grandpa Joe gets mad.
0: Yeah, Grandpa Joe gets mad and goes back in.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Grandpa Joe's like, hey, you know, you can't do this to a kid, blah, blah, blah. And Willy Wonka flips out and yells at them, which was Grandpa Joe and Willy Wonka, or and Charlie did not know. Gene Wilder had lines there.
1: And he yelled, like, angrily.
0: I have, there have been several times in my life, one time at Walgreens, where I was very mad, and I rose my voice.
1: At Walgreens?
0: Oh, yeah. Dad was with me, too.
1: Uh, Sean, even as a child, you were so easygoing. You heard, I, that's just...
0: Well, in, my, in, in all my years, it's has happened to happen once or twice, and it's only really happened once or twice. But whenever I do, I immediately think to myself, man, I sound like Willy Wonka.
1: <laughs> you do not. Yes, I do. Oh my God.
0: Good day, sir. Um,
1: <laughs> you actually get that little <sighs> accent. Good day, sir.
0: Yes, I, I do that exact thing. Um, and then, and then, Willie or Willy uh, Charlie. Puts the gobstopper on his desk. Edmonds. The
1: gobstopper that he could have given to... What's that dude's name?
0: Wormswood. Wormsley? Wormwood? Something like that. Schnoggle. Mr. Mr. Schnoggle Worms?
1: Wormy. Whatever his name was. Yep. Snookums? He gives it back. And if he would have given it to that guy...
0: He could have had a life of comfort for his family. But Charlie what was right. Charlie learned from Grandpa Joe... Not to do what is wrong.
1: What? Grandpa Joe laid in bed for 40 years smoking this tobacco while his family ate cabbage soup. And then got up when he found out that Charlie went a golden ticket and sang, I've got a golden ticket, and clicked his heels. And? He leaped out of bed and danced.
0: And then he drank the fizzy lifting soda.
1: And talked Charlie into it.
0: And Charlie came of age in this very moment and realized he doesn't want to be like grandpa Joe. He's going to give back the gobstopper.
1: Yeah. Cause yeah. Grandpa Joe is, well, I don't think he knew about the gobstopper. Yeah. He told grandpa, yeah, he told grandpa Joe. Grandpa about Joe. It. He told grandpa Joe. He's a better man than Joe. Yeah.
0: You know, so he, sometimes you gotta, you gotta look up to your idols and sometimes you gotta shed them. You gotta know, Hey, I'm going to grow up in a way this guy didn't, you know?
1: Yeah, you did that so.
0: to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so he gives back the gobstopper, and then Willie's super excited. And Willy Wonka's like, "Ah, oh, my boy, Charlie, you did it. You won. You're the best. I, I love you so you much. And then they go get in a crazy elevator. The end. The end. Oh, we do find out that Mr. Wormsboggle worked for Willy Wonka the whole time.
1: It was a setup. The whole thing was a setup. So I think he just wanted to kill those other kids. And he knew who he was going to give it to the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he had to have those other kids involved so he could test Charlie.
0: That's the theory? So, yeah.
1: It couldn't just be Charlie or he wouldn't be in a competition.
0: I think I think they knew... Um, where those tickets were going to be found?
1: Oh, they they did because Wormsworth was at every it single was, site.
0: It was always right there. Yeah,
1: Johnny on the spot. Yeah. So, what do you think the lesson to this show was?
0: Um, be be honest, and um, uh, I think I think uh, just be honest. Right, Charlie was honest. Don't uh be gluttonous. Don't and chew gum. Don't chew gum. There's the victory. <laughs> yeah. So did
1: you like this movie?
0: I did. I did like it a lot. It's definitely not something I would have sat down and watched uh by myself. Uh
1: unless you had to. Uh
0: it's my kids are too young for it. I think it would scare the the Jesus out it would. of them.
1: It scared me.
0: Uh I think um I look forward to watching it again when the kids are a little bit older. You know, it's definitely a timeless classic.
1: I can't see Max watching it.
0: So much of the effects are practical effects Uh that it really doesn't... Like, most movies from that era, I have a hard time watching because they look stupid. Yeah. But... There were the, the the words, the like dancing moving animated words on the screen when yeah. the when the umpa um, loompas are singing are pretty dated, I would say.
1: Yeah, but it was kinda cool too.
0: Yeah, but the but like the room with all the, the candy and stuff in it, that's all practical. It just looks amazing. And um the the tunnels practical. The
1: and and I think too it's a musical uh, with dancing and music and, like, that stuff doesn't really date. You can always enjoy a good musical.
0: Yeah, you know, we kind of skipped over but the mom has a musical number in the beginning of the movie.
1: I know. Oh, yes, you're right. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because the mom told Charlie, you're never going to win. All those other kids are uh, going to lose, too, and you will, too, basically, and then sends him home. In the dark, he's walking through a dark alley. Then behind him, she's singing this song Charlie, you're wonderful and you're going to be great. But why couldn't she say that to him? Yeah. She dashed his hope.
0: Yeah, she was pretty dumb.
1: I, well, gee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. But let's see. Let's do what you and Curtis do. What, who would you wear for merchandise?
0: Um, Oompa Loompas?
1: Oompa Loompas. No, no, I don't know if it would be appreciated in this day and time to have a little person on your shirt, like in that way.
0: It's definitely some kind of something. Um, how about just a Willy Wonka himself? Just Gene Wilder. Yeah, he's so
1: creepy. He he just everything about him is creepy and wonderful at the same time. How about you? Um so you're going with Willy Wonka. Mhm. Um Maybe I would do that girl blown up as a blueberry cuz I like the way her little hands and feet were wiggling out of the thing.
0: <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that was that'd fun. be a good one. Um All right, so we got to write the sequel.
1: Oh jeez.
0: What happens in I think, the sequel?
1: I don't know. I think he actually did write a sequel, didn't he?
0: Yes, the Willie, uh, Charlie in the Glass Elevator.
1: I didn't read that book.
0: I didn't read it either.
1: Um,
0: From well, what I understand, it's not good.
1: I guess in my sequel, since I do, I'm a true crime podcast listener, somebody would come along and, and start investigating the loss of all these children and their parents and and, you know it would launch into an investigative crime show
0: Oh, that'd be fun.
1: Could yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, while we're just making it something specifically you would like, can we add Hugh Laurie?
1: Oh god, yes, Hugh Laurie. He would be great. Yeah. Only he's walking normal.
0: Yeah. Um I I think if I if I were going to do it, I would do um uh, many years in the future. Charlie is now successfully running the chocolate factory. Willy Wonka is out on adventures and not really present. And uh, all the grandparents are dead. Uh, <laughs> I'm just—that's just how much time has passed.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, w- and uh, Charlie um, is losing it. The business isn't doing too good. Business isn't doing too hot. And uh, he realizes that, uh, and so he he has to take on um, investors, and they're all pressuring him to be. And each one of the investors represents a different deadly sinner vice, and they're all pressuring him to like run the business different ways, so that are kind of like shady and more modern and not with the love and magic Wonka would.
1: Okay, you really thought this through.
0: I'm making making up off the top of my okay. head, and it's it's really a boardroom drama. It's it's a
1: boardroom drama, It's not for children B-O-R-E-D at all. B o r e d or b o a r d.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like secession.
1: Okay,
0: um, uh, man, man, that'd be a really boring sequel. But that's what my sequel is. Well, I have and one. then and then that's when Charlie realizes the secret Wonka knew all along, and that's murder and really Murders all and Charlie murders all of the board members. Now you're talking one at a time in elaborate situations.
1: Well, I just have one last question to ask you. You're not gonna say what?
0: Oh, yeah, what's the question?
1: (laughs) Well, what would you think about me and dad and Papa and Grammy getting a big old bed in your (laughs) place? I mean Charlie and his mom did it.
0: Hmm. Well, I don't know if I can afford you guys all living there unless Max gets a paper out.
1: Well we only need cabbage soup.
0: Yeah. Well it's pretty good. Yeah. That'd be that'd be pretty great, I guess. I'd love that actually a lot.
1: Oh uh, yeah, okay.
0: I just don't know how if I can make that many profiles on the Netflix account.
1: <laughs> and they did have a TV at the foot of the bed.
0: Yeah. Or at yeah. the
1: side of the bed yeah. since there was no real foot. Right. All right.
0: Well, I guess that's in the podcast. you want to take us out on our famous catchphrase?
1: Um. Yeah. Um, the Sean and Curtis show. <laughs> Come back again, y'all.
0: All right. Perfect.